Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, December 14th, and we start with local news. An afternoon fire last Friday heavily damaged the popular gluten-free eatery The Dotted Lime, located on Columbia's South Main Street. In a statement, Columbia Fire and Rescue said the incident is currently being investigated by the Columbia Fire Marshal's office. At 3.52 p.m., Columbia Fire and Rescue was dispatched to 1806 South Main Street at The Dotted Lime. Upon arrival, heavy smoke was seen coming out of the front of the structure. No one was in the building upon arrival. Firefighters made an aggressive attack and contained the fire to the rear of the structure. No firefighters were injured. A statement read, Though the restaurant officially closed in October, many items were stored in the building. Chrissy Jensen, who co-owned the restaurant along with her husband Paul, said she was, quote, shell-shocked. Our building, equipment, memories, baking mixes, ingredients, and paperwork are all destroyed, Jensen said in a post on Facebook. We don't know what happened yet. We don't even know what we need to do next, she said, adding that all baking mixes have been pulled offline. No idea if or when we will be back to baking mixes. It's hard to think right now. I don't know what else to say or do. We are heartbroken, she wrote. Assistant Fire Marshal Zach Bennett confirmed the cause of the fire is currently under investigation. The Murray County School Board approved an amendment last Tuesday which would adjust attendance zones for the new Battle Creek High School, which is set to open in time for the 2024-2025 school year. The Battle Creek High School zone will consist of the current Spring Hill High School zone east of Highway 31, south of Saturn Parkway, and a portion of the current Columbia Central High School zone south of Bear Creek Pike. Students entering grades 9 and 10 in the Divine Zone will attend Battle Creek beginning next August. Meanwhile, students in grades 11 and 12 will attend Spring Hill High School during the 2024 school year, which includes students currently zoned to both Spring Hill and Columbia Central. Battle Creek High School will serve grades 9 through 11 for the 2025-2026 school year and grades 9 through 12 in the school year 2026 forward. The Spring Hill High School zone will also extend from its current western line, which runs eastward to Highway 31, by extending south to Highway 43. The Spring Hill High School zone is also being adjusted to match the Spring Hill High School zone. I'm sorry, the middle school zone, rather, uh, will match the high school zone. Grades 5 through 8 in the area south of Columbia Rock Road down to Highway 43 will be moved from Cox Middle School to Spring Hill Middle, per information provided to the school board. The board voted on the name of the new school last year, opting for Battle Creek High School over the alternative option Spring Hill High School at Battle Creek. Constructed by design firm Klein Swinney Associates, the 305,675-square-foot school will house 2,000 students on three stories. The school will include a two-story main lobby, cafeteria with outdoor eating, computer classrooms, and a state-of-the-art media center. Additional spaces include a dual-level auditorium and gymnasium, featuring a separate auxiliary gym on the second level, per Klein Swinney. Meanwhile, during the meeting, the board also approved $1.5 million in furnishings for the school, which were purchased off of a Williamson County cooperative. 
Without that Williamson County piggyback, this is over $3 million worth of furniture, Murray County Public Schools Assistant Superintendent of Operations Eric Perriman said. We would like to get this approved so we can put the order of the items before the end of the month so they will be in by June or July, he said. Mount Pleasant is in negotiations with a local landowner for possible green space in the city next to the city park, but concerns about the future of the land has become a point of contention among city commissioners. As a city manager, I wouldn't feel like I was doing my job if I didn't tell you there was green space next to a park we have that is on the market, city manager Kate Collier told the board at its regular November meeting. A piece of land located on Hidden Cove Drive next to the city park has been listed for sale for $130,000, and the commission voted to give negotiating power up to $120,000 for the land, which could be paid for by a USDA grant the city is currently pursuing. According to the Realtor's website, the land is under a contingent contract, but the buyer is not listed. If the city were able to purchase the land, a parking lot would likely be constructed to help meet current requirements under the Americans with Disabilities Act. The ADA parking spots we want to do next to our ball fields, we don't have space to do those spots right now per our own code, City Finance Director Schiffer Cox said. The only reason we went for this is we need to put parking spots there if the ball fields are going to have traffic. We don't have good parking there, she said. Developers have looked at the property to build about four homes on the tract, but contracts to this point have fallen through, which allowed the city to a chance to make an offer. Commissioner Mike Davis raised the concern over the costs after the land was purchased, which, without an engineering study, is unknown. When you spend $130,000 on that and we do all that parking and then you have all of that water runoff, what does that mean we're going to have to do with drainage? Are we going to have to spend another possibly $200,000 on drainage or has any study been done on it? He asked. We need to know more about this before going ahead. I want it to be known that if we flood these homes over here because of this project, it was brought up, he said. Cox added that becoming ADA compliant has been a topic of discussion and a major issue all across the state, but this could help the city become compliant and avoid future lawsuits. They're not making any more green space, and we need that space because we don't have anywhere to park that is ADA accessible, she said. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, Department of Economic and Community Development Commissioner Stuart McWhorter, and Zentria Technology officials announced this week that the company will invest $45 million to establish its first U.S. metal composite production facility in Mount Pleasant. Zentria will create 85 new jobs at the Cherry Glen Industrial Park, a select Tennessee-certified site in Murray County. Based in Taiwan, Zentria Technology Materials Company Limited is a leading manufacturer of metal composite material. The Tennessee location will serve the automotive industry with the composite panels used to manufacture truck and trailer bodies. Zentria's expansion to Tennessee results from years of research to locate a manufacturing facility in closer proximity to Zentria's U.S. customer base. The Mount Pleasant plant will house equipment capable of two lines of lamination and one line for fabrication. Since 2019, the Tennessee Economic and Community Development Department has supported nearly 15 economic development projects in Murray County, resulting in approximately 3,500 job commitments and $4.8 billion in capital investment. Global brands continue choosing to invest in Tennessee thanks to our low cost of doing business, highly skilled workforce, and central location. 
I thank Zentria for selecting the Volunteer State as home to its first U.S. location and believe these 85 new jobs will positively impact families across Murray County for years to come, said Governor Bill Lee. The state of Tennessee has a pro-business climate and is aggressively attracting international manufacturing companies like ours, said Howard Chang, CEO of Zentria Technology Materials. Establishing a manufacturing operation in Tennessee will allow us to better collaborate and serve our valued customers throughout North America while demonstrating that Taiwanese innovation has a home in the southeastern United States, he said. The city of Mount Pleasant continues to attract international investment in no small part due to the local investments made in the select Tennessee Certified Cherry Glen Industrial Park, infrastructure improvements, and high-quality education and workforce development programs, said Mount Pleasant Mayor Bill White. We would like to thank Zentria for selecting Mount Pleasant as the location for their new manufacturing facility, he said. I would like to welcome Zentria as the newest member of Team Murray, said Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt. I am especially excited by how well the diversification of industry to our local economy and the addition of high-quality job opportunities matches with the economic development goals and targets identified by the community. What a great fit and what a great new addition. I would like to thank Zentria for their investment in Murray County and our economic development partners for their hard work and continued support of the community, she said. Finally, Senator Joey Hensley added, We are pleased to welcome Zentria to Tennessee, which will be home to its first facility in the United States. This significant investment will create valuable jobs, boost our local economy, and further establish our community as a manufacturing hub. We wish Zentria a long and prosperous future, he said. The Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce celebrated its 20th anniversary and the achievements of its members at its annual State of the Chamber and Awards Ceremony on December 7th at the UAW Hall. The event celebrated significant growth for the Chamber, honored legacy member Pat Larson of A Pedal for Your Thoughts for her pivotal role in establishing the Chamber in Spring Hill, and welcomed the Chamber's 500th member, Mary Williams of Super Shuttle Nashville. In 2023, the Chamber saw a membership increase to 529, including 126 new members and a 93% retention rate. It hosted a record-setting 49 programs and events and participated in 44 ribbon cuttings, highlighting the expanding business community in Spring Hill. The annual award recipients included Erica Sanchez, who was awarded the George Bobier Ambassador of the Year Award, the Jim Grimes Board Member of the Year was Award was given to Melinda Miller of Halifax Hospitality. The New Member of the Year Award was given to Massage Envy of Spring Hill. And the Chamber Member of the Year Award was given to Wild Root Florist and Gift Shop. The event concluded with a keynote address on corporate vision by Butch Spiridon, former CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation, who retired in June after 32 years of service. Executive Director Becca Melton expressed gratitude toward the members during the State of the Chamber and awards ceremony. We are so thankful to our members for another wonderful, wonderful year, Melton said. This year's event celebrated not only our significant milestones and achievements, but also underscored the remarkable spirit of collaboration and growth in our community. Seeing our members' contributions to the Chamber's success is truly inspiring, said Jamie Davis, 2024 Board Chair. We eagerly anticipate building up this momentum in the upcoming year, she said. 
The Spring Hill Chamber of Commerce aims to positively influence the business culture for a better Spring Hill. It provides professional development, networking opportunities, and support services to local professionals. The Chamber also manages the Spring Hill Welcome Center, which is located at 5326 Main Street in Spring Hill. First Farmers and Merchants Corporation, the holding company for First Farmers and Merchants Bank, recently announced that Jennifer J. McConnell has joined the bank as Chief Credit Officer. We are pleased to announce that Jennifer McConnell has joined our bank as Chief Credit Officer, stated Brian K. Williams, First Farmers Chairman and CEO. Her banking career spans 27 years and includes a wealth of leadership experience in credit risk management, portfolio management, and relationship management, he said. Jennifer is transitioning into her new role under the guidance of Andy W. Davis, who has served as chief credit officer for the last eight years. Under Andy's leadership, First Farmers has steadily improved loan quality metrics, reduced loan losses, and maintained a strong credit culture. We are pleased that he will be working closely with Jennifer to ensure a smooth transition. We have known Jennifer for a number of years, and her significant experience in commercial lending and executive leadership positions and credit were key attributes we sought as our next chief credit officer. We are confident that she will continue to enhance our strong credit culture and high credit standards. We also believe that her extensive work with small businesses will enhance our strategic initiatives focused on business banking, he said. Prior to joining First Farmers, McConnell served as Executive Vice President, Managing Senior Credit Officer for Commercial, Retail, Small Business, SBA and Equipment Franchise Financing financing Divisions for Bank United, a Miami, Florida-based bank with $37 billion in assets. She was responsible for the processing, due diligence, credit analysis, underwriting, credit approval, portfolio management, loan closing, loan documentation, construction loan management, legal, book funding, servicing, and secondary market teams within the above-mentioned divisions of Bank United. In addition, Jennifer oversaw SOX review, credit review, internal audits, and compliance fair lending exams for the same divisions. Prior to joining Bank United in 2017, she served as Senior Vice President and Senior senior Credit Manager for First Tennessee Bank, First Horizon, where she was responsible for centralized credit teams and director of their SBA Government Guaranteed Lending Unit. She previously served as SBA National Manager and Business Banking Team Lead for Fifth Third Bank and Senior Vice President of Business Banking at Regions Bank. She started her banking career in 1997 in the management training program at SunTrust Bank. McConnell is a Nashville native and lives in Franklin with her family. She is a graduate of Center College with a BA in economics. First Farmers and Merchants Corporation is the holding company for First Farmers and Merchants Bank, a community bank serving the Middle Tennessee area through 22 offices in seven Middle Tennessee counties. As of September 30th, First Farmers reported total assets of approximately $1.9 billion, total shareholders' equity of approximately $99 million, and administered trust assets of $5.4 billion. For more information about First Farmers, visit www.myfirstfarmers.com. Due to the severe weather on last Saturday, the city of Spring Hill postponed the Christmas parade from Saturday, December 9th to Saturday, December 16th. The parade will begin at 5 p.m. and all logistics will remain the same. If you have any questions or require additional information, please contact the city of Spring Hill via email at commdept at springhilltn.org. 
The Tennessee Highway Patrol will be conducting sobriety roadside safety checkpoints during the week of December 15th on State Highway 7.1 miles south of Knob Creek in Murray County starting at 10 p.m. Impaired driving is a serious crime that kills more than 16,000 people and injures 305,000 people every year in the United States. Troopers will evaluate drivers for signs of alcohol or drug impairment. Troopers will target those who operate a vehicle while impaired and take corrective actions for other violations observed while ensuring the protection of all motorists. The Tennessee Highway Patrol recognizes that sobriety checkpoints are highly visible and effective tools in the battle against impaired driving. St. Peter's Episcopal Church presents a service of lessons and carols on Sunday, December 17th at 4 p.m. in the St. Peter's Sanctuary located at 311 West 7th Street in downtown Columbia. This traditional Anglican service originated in the Church of England in the late 1800s and was later formalized as a Christmas service. After the devastation of World War I, it had been broadcast by the BBC around the world ever since. The service includes scripture readings from the Old and New Testaments that tell the story of the birth of Jesus. The remainder of the service includes Christmas carols and choir anthems performed by the St. Peter's Choir. St. Peter's Choir Director Dr. Peter Douglas says that this service is a nice relief from the hustle and bustle of the holiday season with singing and reflection on the Christmas story. Dr. Douglas will also play the opening and closing organ voluntaries. We are thrilled to offer this beautiful and historic worship service to God and share it with the entire community, said Father Chris Bowie, St. Peter's Rector. Its rhythms of song and scripture bring a deep sense of peace and wonder as we, like the shepherds and the wise men, walk towards Christmas to greet the newborn king, he said. This event is free and open to the public with no tickets required. A live stream will also be available on Facebook and at the St. Peter's website at www.stpeters, that's S-A-I-N-T, peterscolumbia.org, forward slash worship. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Johnny N. Wooten, 86, born in Bartow, Florida, and a resident of Columbia, passed away on December 7th. Visitation will be held at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home in Columbia, on Wednesday, January 3rd, from 4 to 8 p.m. A memorial service will follow on Saturday, January 6th at 10 a.m., also at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Johnny will be laid to rest at Rose Hill Cemetery. Mr. Michael Scott Turner passed away on Sunday, December 10th, at the age of 57. Funeral services will be conducted on Friday, December 15th at 11 a.m. at Highland Church of Christ. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Thursday, December 14th from 3 to 8 p.m. at Highland Church of Christ. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well. 
At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things, so the service you receive honors your heritage and is uniquely yours, and we invite you to experience the difference. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia, since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have lots of sunshine today with a high of 63 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect a clear sky and a low of around 30. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Bank with First Farmers and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit MyFirstFarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC. 
This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We will carve for you to make your dreams come true. Mr. Grinch, beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varalis and The Way Realty. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ changes lives. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Megan Barry officially announced her campaign for Tennessee's 7th Congressional District last week. After weeks of public speculation, Barry, a Democrat, will face Republican Mark Green, a two-term incumbent who won the seat over Democrat Odessa Kelly by some 40,000 votes. Barry focuses on gun control, protecting reproductive rights, and preventing rural hospital closures in a short campaign launch video posted to X. She also recounted the story of losing her son, Max, to a drug overdose while she was mayor, while criticizing Green and lamenting partisanship and dysfunction in Congress. Initially considered a long-shot candidate for Nashville mayor in 2015, Barry reached a broad political base that handed her a decisive victory over conservative David Fox. Barry resigned halfway through her term after pleading guilty to felony theft related to a romantic relationship with Robert Forrest, a... Metro Nashville Police Department sergeant on her security detail. The charge was expunged in 2021. I don't think anyone should be defined by their worst moments, says Barry in her announcement video, her only reference to the incident. It's what you do next that counts, she said. Insiders say Barry has retained support among the political crowd that helped buoy her 2015 campaign for mayor. Her campaign's first fundraising disclosure is due at the end of the year. Green, a Clarksville conservative who previously served in the state Senate, reported almost $265,000 on hand as of October 1st. Should Barry win her party's nomination, she and Green will face off on November 5th of next year. More than 86,000 pounds of litter was removed from communities throughout Tennessee as part of the Tennessee Department of Transportation's third annual No Trash November, a month-long initiative to ensure the state's roadways and waterways are safe from harmful effects of litter. Spearheaded by TDOT's Nobody Trashes Tennessee campaign, the initiative encourages residents to join cleanups through Keep Tennessee Beautiful affiliates, adopt a highway groups, or by hosting their own community cleanups in November. All told, 2,201 volunteers participated in 154 cleanups, collecting 4,303 bags of litter weighing 86,064 pounds. 37 of Tennessee's 95 counties were represented. 
The impact of No Trash November continues to grow each year, said Deputy Governor and TDOT Commissioner Butch Ely. This initiative affirms why Tennessee is called the Volunteer State and is an excellent example of successful collaborations between nonprofit organizations, volunteer groups, and state, county, and city governments, he said. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Murray Regional Health has announced some big plans for the future. On June 30th, the health system announced its first major construction project at Murray Regional Medical Center in approximately 20 years. The $115 million facility improvement plan will enhance our patient experience and expand access to care for our patients. It's an exciting time at Murray Regional Health, and we hope you'll stand with us as we embark on this renovation and expansion plan. Learn more by visiting murrayregional.com slash bigplans. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today and our final story. Following the inaugural BNA holiday tree lighting event held last month, Nashville International Airport is continuing its festive spirit with a lineup of activities and performances for the holiday season, including live musical performances, balloon artists, three special appearances by Santa Claus on December 15th, 18th, and 21st, holiday carolers on December 15th and 21st, a puppet show on December 19th, and a guest appearance by Sandy Claus, Mrs. Claus, on December 20th. Holiday gift wrapping will be available on December 21st. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'm Tom Price. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.